You're listening to the Conscious Women podcast with a spiritually minded and conscious driven visionary woman who's ready to elevate her life, business or career. I'm your host, Suki Ko, mindset coach and meditation teacher. My goal in this show is to lead you into your inner world and for you to see the infinite potential within you to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset and spiritual development. Each week, I'll bring you coaching sessions, strategies and guided meditations on how to do the inner work to discover your soul's purpose, find alignment with your authentic self and get a mindset makeover so you can create a life you love. I truly believe that you can achieve anything you put your mind to. I'll be showing you how powerful you really are, how to face your fears, overcome obstacles and most importantly, how to take action and stop playing small. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode on the Conscious Women podcast. So today I'm doing a bit of a different episode. I had one of my listeners reach out to me by email and ask me a question and I had the option of responding to her by email but then I thought the question that she asked It's such a common question that gets asked a lot and it's something that I see happening a lot as well. So I thought it'd be a really good idea to do an episode. So I did ask, I said, would you like me to just respond to this email and give you the information and the guidance that she required or shall I do a podcast episode which is not only going to just help her, it's going to help all my listeners. So this one's going out to you. And I know that it's going to help so many of you because it's about emotions and how we deal with emotions. And it's two very, very common emotions that we will experience or feel very regularly. And they are the emotions of anger and anxiety. I'm answering her question in a very generic way because I don't have the specifics of where her anger is coming from or where her anxiety is coming from. So this is going to be very generic information on how you manage these emotions. So she said that she had practices already in place like meditation, breath work, yoga um, and other things to help with her emotions but that she still feels angry and anxious all the time and she just wanted to know what more she could do to not feel these emotions on a daily basis. My question to you is, yes, you've labelled these emotions as anger and anxiety. You're feeling them. But my next question to you is, where is this anger coming from? And where is this anxiety coming from? So first, let's start with what is anger and what is anxiety? Anger is something from the past. It's something you're angry about. So You are living in the past when you're having an angry thought because you're reflecting on a memory or you're reflecting on an experience that's already happened. And that's what's making you feel angry. And anxiety is that you've got worry or fear about something that's going to happen or not happen in the future. And that's what anxiety is. So just to be very clear, is that what you've labeled as your emotions? And obviously, if you were in a session with me, then I would dig 
deeper into finding out where the triggers are, where's this anger coming from, where's this anxiety coming from, and would focus on that. So again, this is just working from just those two labels that we've identified of those emotions, which is the anger and the anxiety. But actually, we need to go a step deeper. And the step deeper that we need to is doing some undigging, having to uncover what the triggers are and where it's originated from. So the roots of the anger and the roots of the anxiety. A lot of it comes down to uncovering unhealed wounds. And I know that's going to trigger some of you because it's almost like, well, I don't want to think about things that have happened to me in the past or um, you don't accept that you've got unhealed wounds or negative feelings that you may have repressed for months, years, decades, or even a lifetime. And even going a step deeper, some of us have suffered traumas in our life and we're not willing to accept that that trauma is still keeping us in the past. And we have these recurring patterns because we've got these unhealed wounds So when we are doing things like meditation and breath work and yoga and other mindfulness things and all these tools that we have just to get us through day to day, what we're actually doing is just putting a band-aid or plaster on a wound, hoping that it's just going to heal when you, you know, rip off that band-aid. But we've got to dig deep into that wound. How did you get the wound in the first place? And unless you clean out that wound, that band-aid isn't going to do anything. So you can do hours of meditation, sit there for hours in meditation and do the breath work and do the yoga and have all your mindfulness techniques. But all you're doing is putting glitter on the shit. I'm, I'm sorry to say and being harsh with these words, but that is what we are doing. We are not willing to deal with all these suppressed repressed emotions that we have pushed deep, blocked away all these emotions. It requires us to revisit memories that we've blocked away. It's a lot and it can be very painful thinking about these emotions or these memories. This is what they call shadow work in the spiritual world and it's called shadow work for a reason and that means to feel the emotion It has to be felt in its entirety and not to bypass the emotions, but to go deeper into them. It's really hard to do deep healing work. And if we don't feel an emotion fully, it ends up being trapped in our body, ends up being repressed, which causes it to manifest over and over again. And you will see the same patterns emerging in your life in the in all the different types of relationships that we have, even decades later, because we've lived with this past emotions that we're holding on to and haven't released. And that's the key word I need you to hold on to throughout this episode. It's release. It's the release work that we need to do. Yes, you have all these techniques that will help you to or alleviate the symptoms and help you manage day to day. But what are you doing trying to plant a beautiful garden over old weeds and thorns? Because you haven't cleaned that crap out. You need to get to the root and then release. 
and let it go. We have so much negative conditioning and limiting beliefs that have been programmed into us from a very, very young age. And we continue to see these patterns from our conditioning even into our adult life because all of it is subconscious programming. We're not even aware of it. Our subconscious brain is 95% of our brain, which we are not using. We only use 3 to 5% capacity of our brain, which is our conscious mind. Think of it like the iceberg. You've got the iceberg that sits on top of the water and then you've got the massive part of the iceberg underneath. That's exactly what our minds, our brains are like. Our subconscious is 95%. The bottom part of the iceberg underneath the water that you don't see, that's where everything is held. That's what controls us and controls our emotions. And it took me a long time to accept that I needed to do the release work. I needed to do the forgiveness work. It all came down to my self-worth and my self-love. And I've been on this journey of healing for years now. And more recently, I've been doing a lot of deep, deep layer of healing work. And when I mean deep layer, the healing journey never really ends. I used to think before embarking all of this, okay, I just need to do this one healing work or this bit of work and then I'll be done. But it's not that simple. When you start this journey, other layers get revealed. It's more like an onion, the layers of an onion that you take away one layer and then another layer reveals itself. It's an ever-ending spiral to unfold. And you're either going down that spiral into the negativity or you're going up that spiral into positive emotions and having the positive feelings. And that is what healing is. We're not here to spiritually bypass the emotions that come up, but rather go deeper into them. And it's really hard, really, really hard to do the deep healing work. And that is why there is not a lot of people who will start on this journey. And when they start on this journey and they do a bit of healing work, so much more gets revealed and then they get frightened or they get even more angry or even more upset because they're now conscious. They're putting, it's almost like you've, you're, you're in this um, how can I explain it? You're Okay, say you're in this dark loft or attic, whatever you want to call basement, dark basement that you never go into. And you're shining this torch into one of the corners. You're dealing with that part of the, um, say the basement. You've cleared it out, but then you've got to go to another part. You then become conscious that another part of the basement needs cleaning and then you're shining the light somewhere else. And then it's almost like, oh, now I've started this big cleanup job and I should have just left it and you know some people give up give up there and then but then now you've got the you're you're aware the awareness is that that there is so much crap that you need to clear out and you need to declutter and either you have the courage and the strength to do it or you turn back and say I'm not dealing with this it takes courage and it's a painful arduous journey it's challenging and you may have to face some of your biggest demons it's confrontational it's painful and if I give you a story of when I first started on this healing journey and I was doing my diploma in life coaching this is back in 2015 and they say you can only go as deep you can only take your clients as deep as you have gone so I was prepared to be vulnerable and open myself up and say, you know what, I'm going to do my deep healing work because if I want to work with clients, I want to give them, 
you know, profound transformations and breakthroughs. And I can only do that if I've gone there and then for me to hold that space and be and have compassion for my clients because I've gone through that experience myself. This is one thing that we we did throughout the week of our um, training and we were given this board, like a wooden board at the beginning of the week. And throughout the week, our trainer asked us to write words on that board on one side, which were all our negative words that we wanted to release. And on the other side of the board, we were writing all the positive things that we wanted to have or wanted to achieve or desired or wanted to manifest into our life. So once everything that was coming up as we were going through all the work and doing the training a lot of stuff was coming up we would write it on this board it was probably I would say 12 inches by say 8 inches board which we had to carry around with us writing on there everything that was coming up for us and he then said we're going to be doing the board breaking at the end of the week I don't know if anyone knows what board breaking is but you've got like this board is probably an inch thick but eight inches by 12 inches and you will basically smash that board into half with your with your hands so you'll have someone holding the board and you have this technique of using your arms and you will smash through the board without causing any injury to your hand it's almost like you're using your mind to do it. It's not like you're using force. It's a very, very powerful, um, powerful thing. So if you just read up, I, I can't explain how it's done, but it's all to do with the mind. And you're going up and you're, you're counting one, two, three, and then you're, you've got your hands in a certain position and then you just smash through the board. Uh, you've probably seen it on TV that people smash their hands through like bricks and other things. It's it's a similar concept. And um, so there's about 18 of us on this training for coach, um, coach tra- coaches training. And we all were standing in a circle when we had the ceremony of the board breaking. And so we cleared the desks out the way. We were all standing in a circle. Our Um, trainer coach was there he was the one that was holding the boards for all of us he was wearing the safety glasses just in case there's any chips of wood and he would call us up one one at a time so called us up got us into that frame of mind that you know we're going to break through this board he would hold the board teach us how we had to stand um the you know the stance we had to have and then we'd break it with our hands everybody would go up one at a time and as people went up and they smash through it. It's such a euphoric, liberating feeling that people would scream and jump up and down and everyone would jump up and down with joy because you've just broken through so much crap and fears and everything negative that you want to release. It's a massive release that you feel when you've done it. And so everybody had their boards in front of them on the floor. We were all standing and just jumping for joy every time someone broke their board. Um, then came my turn. He called me over. I put my board up. I'm really happy just seeing, you know, exactly the feeling, not only for the person, but how we were all feeling for everybody. So I've taken this board up to him. He's held the board. He's like, Siki, you know what you're doing. Get into the right stance. Hands are in the right positions. And, you know, focus on it. You're not breaking it with force. You're literally just putting your hand at it and it's the mind is just going to break the board. So there I am and tried it once. Board didn't break. And he just said, focus, it's okay, 
try again and did again again tried it pushed my hand forward my board didn't break tried it a third time and by now my hand was really hurting because actually what I was doing I was using the force of my hand and not my mind and feeling that well actually why you would do the board break is because even though you have an ex like the physical experience of breaking through the board it's almost like you're um, achieving what's impossible so that then translates into you breaking through other types of real life barriers and limiting beliefs and other things that come up so that's why we were writing all the negative things on this board because actually as you're looking at it you're like I'm going to break through this this is no longer going to be part of my life and you're going to smash through all of those blocks and um, you know limiting beliefs that you've got and you're breaking through this with your bare hand you know you see all the people in karate spend years developing skills to break through things like boards and blocks using their bare hand and their feet and when you break through it it just gives you that confidence to overcome any obstacle and yeah so anyway every time I went to hit it for me so much stuff was coming up because that's what you're doing you're releasing you're breaking through stuff and what I was physically seeing come up in front of me were these big black demons that were almost laughing back at me and saying, ha, huh, you, you think you're going to break through this? You think you're going to break through years of suppressing us? And they were, honestly, that's how I was feeling. I was in this trance because now I was very upset because I was crying and my hand was hurting and I was feeling like all these 17 other students around me, the trainees around me were just looking and they were all being so supportive. But I just, I, you know, I wanted to have the same experience that they had when, you know, they broke through it the first time and they were jumping up for joy that they'd broken through their obstacles. They'd just done something that they thought was near impossible. But we haven't been taught for months like, the, you know, the people in karate are taught the skill to do it. It's a mindset thing. And um, I was just having these visions come up of all these emotions that I had suppressed for so many years and everything just came to the surface. I couldn't do it. I was sobbing. I was crying so much. So then we tried another way and we put it between two chairs. And um, so it didn't mean that, you know, it was the, the chair that was given the, the, the force to break it. It was just then me having a different stance in my body to break it. Eventually, after many tries, I broke the board. And let me tell you, it was the most freeing, liberating feeling ever. And when I broke that board, I can tell you everyone in that room, the roof probably would have come off because that's how much everyone was screaming with joy that I had broken through it. I cannot explain to you how liberating it felt. And that was the start of my journey that, you know what, I can do this. I can face those demons and I'm ready. I'm ready to face the obstacles and the challenges that are coming my way. And I shifted my mindset to think more empowering thoughts. So it was a really powerful exercise. So we've had years of conditioning, years of trauma and negative experiences. It's not something that we are going to be able to fix overnight or going to be able to fix with doing a few meditations here or breath work here or, you know, a few yoga sessions here or however, whatever you're using from your spiritual toolkit to help you manage 
your emotions and become more emotionally intelligent on a day-to-day basis and become conscious and have the awareness of what is it I'm feeling today? What is that emotion? Why has it come up? Instead of just like, oh, I'm feeling like shit today. And actually we can sit and wallow in that for days, if not weeks. And this is what I teach my clients. I, I teach them, I give them tools, I give them strategies to, yes, we're human. We're going to experience these emotions on a daily basis. It's part of who we are, why we're here. And I get knocked out of my peace. I get knocked out of my peace a lot. I get triggered. You know, I'm, I'm very far ahead on my spiritual journey and have so many tools and modalities that I can use and easily get to. I've had all the training in them, so I know how to work with them on a very, very deep level. And I still have those days when I'm feeling like crap. But I know how to get myself out of it in an instant by just thinking, well, how am I feeling today? What do I need to use? Which modality is going to be what, you know, is going to help me get through this one today? And I'll just pull that out and I'll do it, whatever it is. And I can get out of it immediately. So I'm not wasting my precious time sitting in this anger, sitting in this anxiety or whatever the emotion is that I'm feeling. And remember, when you are feeling this anger, what is it doing to your body? It's raising the cortisol levels. It's raising your stress levels. Your nervous system is going to be in fight or flight, not rest and digest, which is regulating your nervous system, you know, managing your emotions on a daily basis. You're constantly going to be in that fight or flight mode in your body. And then having all of that going on, you're going to have all this frenetic energy going around in your body as well. And on top of it, you've got the feelings of anger. And what is anger? Anger is poison in your body. And holding on to this anger is like saying to the other person, because you're obviously angry over something that's happened to you or something that's been done to you or said to you. And that other person's moved on from it, whatever they've said or done. You're the one that's holding on to that memory. And you have drank poison. And I say this, you're drinking the poison hoping someone else or the other person will die. And I know that's quite harsh to say, but it's almost like you you really need to understand this concept of how important it is to release anger because holding on to the anger is you've drank the poison, wishing the other person dead, but you're the one that's drank that poison and your body is the one that's suffering and your mind is also suffering. So this is where We have to do the release work. We literally have to go back to the roots, pull out the roots of what is causing the triggers, deal with that, however deep that issue is. Once you've released it, once you've let it go, once you've felt the emotion in its entirety, and there's so many modalities that I use to release emotion with my clients, once it's released, you then have the beautiful practices and rituals like meditation and breath work that will then help you manage on a day-to-day basis and not allowing you to stay in that negative place for too long because you you know how to pull yourself out of it. You've got the tools and the strategies. Instead of feeling uncomfortable with the emotion that's come up and just dealing with it, well, not dealing with it, in other words, um, most of us are so uncomfortable with emotion. That's why we come up with the suppression and coping mechanisms and We just kind of numb our emotions. Everyone has different coping and numbing strategies. 
and that's another key element as well is to learn what is your coping strategy what do you what is your go-to to not feel what is it you're doing so that you're not having to feel the emotion but actually you are feeling the emotion but what you're doing is you're just numbing it your body is still having the impact of it your mind might not be because you've distracted your mind and you're busy but your body is still feeling the full effect of it and this is why you feel like crap when you are feeling these negative emotions so that's next question to ask yourself what coping strategies or numbing strategies am i using so i don't feel my emotion i mean you are feeling the emotion but you're not feeling it in its entirety to release it because obviously you're having that negative feeling you're feeling in a funk you're feeling depressed you're feeling sad you're feeling angry you're feeling whatever the emotion is and no one's immune from it no matter how much you are on your healing how far along you are on your healing journey or you might be a coach or a therapist yourself we still have those days i still have those days and i've got so many qualifications and certificates and all the different modalities that i have and all the energy work that i do and life will life is filled with ups and downs and there's nothing that we can do about that the only thing we can do is change how we respond to what happens in our environment and our emotion is energy in motion and there is that distinction between an emotion and a feeling because we get confused with the two it's like yeah i'm feeling angry that our feelings are a physiological response to the thoughts that we're having whilst our emotions are a natural response that comes forward when something significant happens in our lives and that is how i work with my clients we have to deal firstly with the unprocessed emotions and there are so many different tools to release and express emotion and it's helping you and guiding you through how you or what, what is the healthy way for you to express this emotion for you to navigate through that day that week but also for you to not feel or for other members of your family or your friends or any other relationship around you so that they don't feel the negative impact of you releasing it so it's managing not just your emotion but everything else as well that's going on around you so instead of recycling that emotion it's releasing that's why i said to you earlier on hold on to that keyword release and when you are releasing instead of recycling emotions releasing an emotion is allowing you to ride that wave and feeling it all the way without judgment so i'm going to take you through a really short 2 minute exercise that i do with clients when an emotion comes up and we just need to sort of get past that emotion in order to move into the next stage of where i'm coaching them or guiding them and sometimes they get stuck in an emotion so i'm going to be taking you through it's a 2 minute process really really easy and this is just one of many techniques that i teach in relation to releasing and how to manage emotions but before i do that so stay tuned um i'm going to be doing that in a moment before i do that you firstly need to learn where it is or what are the common coping and numbing strategies that people have and what is yours so identify that so next time you feel you're doing that stop yourself and say am i trying to suppress or repress this emotion and also there's another distinction between are you suppressing or repressing again we're going another deeper level so let me just explain the main difference between suppression and repression so you're going to hear this word interchangeably people using this word interchangeably 
suppression or repression, but they're actually two very different things. So suppression, so you're suppressing, that involves when you're denying the impulse at a conscious level and repression is, that's when it's denying impulses at a subconscious level. And the main one we are doing is repression because I explained earlier that our subconscious mind is 95% of our brain. So we're doing it without even realizing. So it's really important to have that distinction and then knowing what your coping or your numbing strategy is. And so let me just go through what could be a numbing or coping strategy for you. So one is distraction. So you're focusing on something else so you don't feel the emotion. And this is where people will either throw themselves into being really busy, um, being busy without being busy, um, or become a workaholic at work because they just cannot manage their life at home. So that's distraction. The next one is numbing. This is related to overdoing things like overeating, overdrinking, could be alcohol, or could be other addictions like drug. Um, And you're taking these substances just so that you can switch off and not feel. Um, The third one is being strong. This is a common one. This is when you're pushing through something by denying what you're really feeling and you're saying, or people will say to be strong, stay positive. And then that's what the pep talk is because, you know, you may confide in a friend or family and then they just have this pep talk and they give you the pep talk saying stay positive, stay strong. And then when we have that pep talk, we might even do the pep talk to ourselves. It's we just try to cover up all these uncomfortable emotions by masking them with positive talk. And then the next one is spiritual bypass. Now, this might not be a concept that's commonly spoken about, but it's something that we are doing without realizing that we're doing. And spiritual bypassing is an episode on its own. I can go so deep into it. And in fact, I will say this now, I'm going to be doing a two-part series on spiritual bypassing because it is such a big topic. And next week, I'm inviting a beautiful soul onto the podcast and I'm not going to give it away and we are going to be talking about spiritual bypassing and that's going to be an episode not to miss and this guest that I'm bringing on I have had many many heart-to-heart deep deep conversations with her where we have spoken about this topic of spiritual bypassing for hours and healing it is two topics that we love speaking about so it's going to be I know it's going to be a really beautiful deep deep conversation that we're going to have so that's going to be an episode not to miss and that's going to be my next episode and then I'll do a part two on that sort of diving into spiritual bypassing and how to manage or how not to do spiritual bypassing and spiritual bypassing is one of the easiest traps to fall into especially when you're right at the beginning of your spiritual journey and it's where where you forego your shadow work and you skip your healing process and instead you use oversimplified spirituality as an excuse to avoid the healing and you just repress negativity. So you're thinking, well, what's a lesson that I've learned from this challenge? And you're just looking at the silver lining and you're just like putting all the positive out of it and you're just thinking positive. Again, similar to what I've spoken about, that we are not releasing what the trigger is, where it's originated from. And I also believe that since 2020, the pandemic, this is really forced up so much shadow stuff for so many of us because our shadows want to be seen they want to be heard they want to be healed and I don't think we can ignore it anymore you know we we've been taught 
from a very young age to stay positive, don't cry, you know, don't express your emotion. Our parents or our caregivers tell us that. And that's where we begin that journey, that journey of suppressing and repressing because we are taught that actually to feel it or if you're expressing it, you're a bad girl. And it's just best to change your attention, shift it and just move on to something else. And then you sweep it under the carpet and you go about your day. And unfortunately, our culture has not trained us to be comfortable addressing our feelings because it's shown as a weakness. We've been trained to think from our left brain's logic and practicality and ignore our right brain's capacity to delve into the emotions and to really feel them in their entirety and to release them. And that's why so many people go through their lives denying and ignoring their unhealed pain rather than facing it head on and allowing ourselves to heal. We end up burying our feelings and we don't heal from it. We have so many experiences that we've just buried. And then you might say to yourself, well, actually, I've dealt with that. Um, They don't exist. I don't need to go there. But I promise you, they do. And I had that experience with the board break story that I just told you about. I thought I had dealt with so much of my sadness, my depression, all, all of my negative emotions, my negative experiences, my traumas in my life, everything that happened to me that I thought I dealt with, but in fact I hadn't. And even for my marriage, I thought it was something that I was really happy because it was a choice I made to end my marriage. But actually what I did... I didn't deal with that emotion of grief because that's exactly what happened. It was a loss of a relationship. It was a massive transition, a massive change in my life and my boys' lives that I just threw myself into my work and my studies at the time and I distracted myself so much for nearly five years that I didn't deal with the fact that I've just come out of this 15-year marriage And dealing with not only everything that happened in my marriage, but previously to that, the anger I held against my parents. With everything else that's going on, I just threw myself and distracted. That was my coping mechanism. My coping mechanism was distract yourself, which I then became a workaholic. I then had my burnout. I would open my glass of a bottle of wine on a Friday and just sit there and numb my feelings so that at the weekends I didn't have to feel things until I had my dark night of the soul where that was it. I could not suppress anymore. I could not ignore my emotions and I had to deal with them head on. So your escapism is a form of being so harmful to yourself. So feel that emotion in its entirety and if we don't feel an emotion fully it will just end up being trapped in our body and then gets end up being trapped in our energy body which then just causes so many more blocks and oh it's never ending and the same patterns will emerge even decades later because they get so deeply ingrained in our cells and our energy body so we're not just dealing with our emotions from a cognitive mindset level you need to deal with them holistically through embodiment work and energy work So let's go through that little short exercise, the practice that I said I was going to do earlier. It's going to take two minutes. If you're driving, come back to it because it is a closed eye um, practice. Or if you're busy or you're multitasking, 
do come back to this, what I'll do is I will put the timestamp of exactly when the exercise is in the show notes. So you can just come back to this part of it instead of listening to the whole episode again or trying to find where it is. And then, um, yeah, so if you're not ready to do this now, you can still listen to it. It's absolutely fine. But do come back to it at a point where you know you're not going to be distracted and you've got at least sort of like five, maybe five, ten minutes. It's not it's not even going to take ten minutes, but just you don't want any distractions either side. So when you're ready, um, just come into a comfortable place where you're going to have no distractions and just come into a comfortable seat and closing your eyes. And I want you to think of an emotion that you have been avoiding or even feeling lately. Maybe it's anger or sadness, maybe shame or guilt. So take an emotion that you know you can tap into without sort of losing yourself in it right now. You don't want it to be something that's really charged or something that's really raw or has trauma attached to it because I'm not there. I'm not there to hold safe space or to bring you out of it. So I don't want you to deal with a big, heavy emotional memory or emotion just say what's showing up for me that I can tune into while not losing myself in it so just take a moment to think of something and bring that up now so now that you have that emotion bring it up and feel that emotion in your body right now feel where you're feeling it So really tune into your body energetically. Feel where you're feeling it in your body. Is it in your heart? Your stomach? What does it feel like? How are you breathing? Is your breath short or shallow? Is there any other sensation with this feeling? Maybe some tension or pain? What are you seeing right now? What can you hear? Does it feel hot or cold in that area? Are there any colours attached? And now as you give your full thoughts to this feeling, to this emotion, drop any thoughts around it. So don't think about what caused the feeling or what was said or who caused it, but just feel the emotion. Just feel it right now. Go deeper into it. If you are feeling the discomfort, just sit through it if it's safe to. And just notice how it may be moving right now. Maybe it's actually lightening up a little. 
maybe it's softening. You may not actually be feeling that emotion anymore. And now just take a deep breath in, in through the nose, and then sigh, get out of the mouth with a big sigh. <sighs> Great work. Thank you. You did an amazing job. So how is that? Feeling an emotion that you've been trying to avoid or may have suppressed or repressed or used one of your numbing and distracting coping mechanisms. So when you're going into that emotion and feeling it, does it mean that you have to sit in that emotion for so long, like we do for days, weeks, months, years, decades, our entire life? Some of us have been. You only feel the emotion for a minute and it can be released from your body somatically from deep in the layers, deep in your cells where it's been held for so many years and you move on from it. In fact, there are so many studies that have been done that an emotion can only fully be felt for about 90 seconds. And I know what you're thinking. You're probably saying to yourself, well, I've been holding on to sadness or anger for a lot longer than 90 seconds. You may have noticed that just simply feeling that emotion, even for just a couple of minutes, it was actually difficult to hold on to it, to hold on to the charge. And then you may have noticed your body starting to soften and the emotion releasing and you're feeling more lighter. And if you didn't feel any, anything, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't think, oh, this didn't work for me. Maybe there's another emotion underneath it that has been revealed. Maybe under the anger or the sadness and under that there's some guilt and maybe under the guilt there's some shame. But what you're doing is by going through this process, which just takes a couple of minutes, is that you've started doing the entangling of that emotion, finding the root cause of it and what's triggering you. And this is so important because we spend a lifetime avoiding our emotions and we can simply just, even for a moment, just feel them and then they will begin to dislodge and we begin to loosen that hold that it has over us that we've been holding for days months years decades even lifetimes like i've said because it gets so ingrained in our body in our cells and our energy body and that is why our energy body has so many blocks and we need to work and heal from deeper layers holistically so we can release the grip of these emotions and I'm just going to finish with this is that we run away from our emotions they when we're running away from our emotions they begin to chase us all the demons within us grow so big and ugly that we're just running away from them forever and it's easier to do that than to deal with them easier just to suppress them brush them under the carpet and forget about them because you know what, it's easier just to move on from it. But then when we find all these numbing and coping strategies and they turn into addictions because it's easier not to feel them. And over time, this turns into so much anger, so much sadness that then leads to depression. So we need to stop throwing the glitter on our crap and get to the root of where our emotions are coming from. And... Healing is 
it's an evolution. We are always learning. We are always growing. It's not an easy journey. And that is why most people choose not to deal with their emotions and traumas, as it's easier to forget about them. And I'm not going to lie. It's a hard, really hard, really painful journey to be on. And some days you will feel so alone because people just won't understand what it is that you're going through. And you can't do this alone. Find the right teachers that you need at this point in your life. What are those healing practices that you would like to commit yourself to? There are so many healing practices. There's Reiki, energy healing work, you've got somatic and embodiment work, you've got talk therapy, you've got hypnotherapy, you've got meditation, there's, you know, other like inner child healing and emotional freedom technique, EMDR, timeline work, even psychedelics, or, you know, may just choose to go on a retreat for a week and come away from your busy life and just focus on yourself. Whatever it is that you need, just reach out because that's an investment you're making in yourself that you are going to change not only just your life but have that ripple effect in changing the lives around you and this is why I love doing this work just seeing the shift in my clients she changing one person's life I know what impact that's going to have in this world and the impact that it's going to have on that individual Summer lovelies, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you found it helpful and you feel that it will benefit someone else, please, please share it with them and make sure you don't miss next week's episode because I can tell you it's going to be a good one because this beautiful soul that I've invited has got so much knowledge on this topic and you do not want to miss this conversation and I would love to answer any other questions anyone else has and if you've got any ideas on what sort of a topic you would like me to talk about I'd love to hear from you I have already planned my episodes for the rest of the year there's just so much I love or so much I want to share with you but if there's anything if you have a question I would love 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 to do a podcast episode for you so please do reach out otherwise I will see you next time have a beautiful rest of the week whatever you're doing bye